BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The following podcast is a production of the Factual Data Creations Facility. Welcome to the OFNT Podcast, episode 173, which I'm calling Muggy Days. Yeah, the humidity here in the Northeast is off the charts lately. Even though it's cloudy almost every day, we only get just a sprinkling of rain. We need some relief here. And now on with the show. Tech news. Well, here's a sampling of the top headlines from various news readers I use. First one, vertical AI and who might build it? Then there's, these are the three biggest fears about AI and here's how worried you should be. And then, ChatGPT, everything you can do with this world-changing AI chatbot. And finally, I compared four AI writing tools and found ChatGPT is by far the best one. Well, that last one is an ad for Microsoft disguised as an article, which a lot of news articles seem to be these days. You know, follow the money applies more than ever, I guess. This all-AI, all-the-time news feeds are just a reflection on how slow real tech news is currently. The company Meta, better known as Facebook, released an application called Threads, which is hoped to be the long-awaited Twitter killer. Ever since Elon Musk purchased the so-called town square of the internet, the mainstream media, especially the tech press, has been mostly up in arms about the whole situation. When Twitter first arrived on the scene... It was one of the best social media platforms available, well, at least in my opinion, for what that's worth. Back then, Twitter was best known for breaking news and civil discourse on a variety of topics. Eventually, like everything else these days, it became politicized, with all the various factions retreating to insulated bubbles, which became echo chambers. The censorship and cancellations of opinions came next, which made Twitter the mess it is today. Though Mr. Musk has made some changes in hopes of bringing the platform back to what it once was, it's just too little too late. Anyway, Mr. Musk has plans to turn Twitter into a WeChat clone in which you can perform all your online tasks in one place. I've discussed this numerous times in the past, so I won't repeat myself now. Well, back to Threads, the new contender. 
Well, yeah, I didn't download it as I have a no-meta-owned app policy for all my devices. Besides the data vacuuming issues, I find that Facebook and its stablemates drain my phone's battery in record time. From the screenshots I've seen and the articles I've read, Threads seems to be a carbon copy of Twitter. Some differences are that you're required to have an Instagram account in order to sign up for Threads. There are no trending topics, direct messages, or hashtags. You know, some might count the latter two items as advantages. Also, Threads is mobile only for now, and that could change easily later. Meta says that over 30 million people have signed up so far. I think that's up to 70 million now, and I wonder how many of these are actually bots. <laughs> there have already been reports of censoring occurring, and both Musk and former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey have accused Meta of using stolen Twitter technology to create threads. So, lawsuits starting in 3, 2, 1... As for myself, I only use social media platforms for announcing new episodes of the OFNT podcast. I find that reading posts on them only makes me angry, and that's no way to live. What do you think about threads? Well, there's more trouble in the world of cryptocurrency as multiple agencies from multiple countries either crack down on exchanges and or are attempting to regulate crypto into oblivion. As a result, funding for crypto startups have dropped for the fifth straight quarter, and that's according to an article from TechCrunch.com. While the idea behind cryptocurrency is a noble one, the old powers that be will not allow them to exist lest they compete with government's own planned digital currency. So my advice is buyer beware. Good old Amazon.com has announced that the company's annual prime shopping days will take place on the 11th and 12th of this month. In the past, I've snagged some good deals on tech-related gear, but lately, the only great deals that I see are on Amazon's own branded tech items. I'll give it a look, but I doubt if I'll find anything worth my while. And that'll wrap up the tech news section. Yeah, I told you that interesting tech news that wasn't artificial intelligence-related was very scarce. Even news about Android, which was a reliable source of news in the past, has been quiet. Well, here's hoping that this situation changes soon or else I'll have to rename this show and get a different subject. <laughs> it's time for Tech I'm Using. Well, I've been invited to an interview by Peloton, which is scheduled to take place between July 13th and 14th in New York City. It's regarding the Peloton digital app an app I've just canceled my subscription to. Unfortunately, I had to decline the invitation because of the trip to the interview site is both time-consuming and expensive. Peloton is offering a $100 gift card for my troubles, and that would just about cover the cost of the trip, but I don't feel up to making a journey into the jungle that is New York City these days. Now, if the company was offering a Peloton indoor cycle for taking part, I'd be more willing to oblige them. Back in ancient times, I purchased a word processing app for my Mac computer called IA Writer for the sum of $8.99 and added on the iOS version for a paltry $0.99. Cents. I mean, at that price, it was an easy decision to make. I'm glad that I did so because the current price is 30 bucks each for both versions. Wow! So I saved $50. I bring this up because of my recent problems while using Apple Pages, which sometimes has trouble syncing properly with iCloud, which almost resulted in the disaster that I described in the last episode. 
I've experimented with IA Writer over the years and had no problems while syncing to the cloud with it, iCloud specifically. Now, I recently canceled my Office 365 subscription, so going back to using Word is off the table. I fired up old IA Writer and gave it a test run yesterday evening and familiarized myself with its features and discovered there is, of course, a learning curve. Once I get the hang of it, I'll probably use it going forward, both for writing scripts and working on my novel. Well, I never thought this would happen, but I actually resubscribed to Netflix. What? I was forced to do so because my lovely wife and I ran out of movies and television shows to watch. Because I haven't watched Netflix since last December, there's a bevy of things to watch which should keep the old fart household entertained for, well, at least the rest of the summer. Once all our favorites return in the autumn, I'll probably wind up canceling Netflix again. Time will tell. Entertainment news. Well, I've watched a few movies on Netflix since resubscribing. A Jennifer Lopez vehicle that was, you know, I'll be nice and call it adequate. A Jennifer Aniston vehicle that could have been better if some other actor replaced Adam Sandler. And a man called Otto, which I enjoyed more than I thought I would. The problem I have with most of the current television series and movies is they just have to shoehorn in at least one character's sexual orientation even if it has absolutely nothing to do with the plot. Okay, we get it. So can you please stop shoving this characteristic down our collective throats? Thank you. Amongst the parade of box office flops, especially from Disney, a small indie film called Sound of Freedom surprisingly beat the latest Raiders of the Lost Ark mega movie in box office receipts. Instead of celebrating this achievement, the mainstream media is attacking it. Sound of Freedom, which is based on a true story, tells the tale of a former Department of Homeland Security agent forming his own non-profit anti-people smuggling organization that rescues trafficked children and women. Now, you'd think this uplifting story would be praised, but instead it is being lambasted as a QAnon conspiracy theory vehicle produced by fascists by the entertainment press. Yet these same reviewers heaped praise on another movie that claimed to be based on a true story, but has since been proven to be the product of the writer of the story, Imagination. That movie would be flaming hot. I guess the entertainment press knows where their money and access comes from, and it isn't from a small indie movie production company. Don't these folks wonder why the MSM readership is falling off? Could it be that their reviews hardly ever match audience reviews? Or perhaps it's because they alienate at least half of their potential audience by the obvious political bent they have, which bleeds into the work they produce. Just saying. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. 
new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Podcast news. Podcasting turned 20 years old this weekend. But there has been no mention of the podfather himself, Adam Curry. Mr. Curry was the person who came up with the idea of podcasting with David Weiner, who came up with the idea for the RSS feed, which is the mechanism used to distribute podcasts. Instead, they dragged out some old minor New York Times reporter who claims he was the first podcaster. Well, I'm sure Mr. Curry will have something to say about this in today's episode of the No Agenda podcast. On second thought, maybe he won't, as he seems like the type to take the high road. Other than that, like tech news, it's been very quiet in the world of podcasting, as it should be. The only thing happening currently is the continued implosion of what I like to call Podcasting Incorporated. If you don't know what that means, I'll give you a brief rundown. Before the pandemic, the podcasting world was dominated by mostly independently produced podcasts with a few money-back shows sprinkled in. The only major, if you want to call them that, players on the scene were the various major news sources led by public broadcasting entities, you know, like National Public Radio and their spinoffs. Once the pandemic hit, podcast listening skyrocketed because of the captive audience who were hungry for information and entertainment. You combine that with all the now unemployed actors, along with major media companies, thinking they could make a quick buck, and Podcasting Incorporated was born. Any independent show that was popular was quickly snapped up along with independent podcast production studios. This resulted in the lowly independent podcaster like myself being pushed out. Pre-pandemic, this show had a thriving international audience numbering thousands, but these days I'm lucky to break 100. I just don't have the time and resources to compete with shows that have dedicated writers, producers, editors, and sound engineers. Now, I'm not complaining, though it may sound like I am. I didn't start podcasting to make a living. I started podcasting because I enjoy doing it, and I'm grateful for every listener that I have. Anyway, the podcast boom is over, and I'm just sitting back and watching Podcasting Incorporated contract, which is evidenced by layoffs, the combining of studios, and the canceling of shows. The hardest hit is the public broadcasters. They had produced multiple shows about any arcane subject they could find, and As I touched on last week, the production of these shows' quality was only exceeded by the cost of the equipment they use. Tens of people working on each episode recorded on $5,000 microphones, feeding into $10,000 interfaces was the norm. Of course, this couldn't be sustained. You know, sometimes less is more. Instead, they should have provided their podcasters with a basic home setup and have them send in the audio for editing and then publish the episode instead of having the host come into a studio. While I feel for those made redundant by this implosion, I believe in the long run it will be good and healthy for podcasting. That brings us to Story time. We again return to the sleepy village of Little Compton, which is within the Cotswolds of the United Kingdom, not far from Chippy Norton. The title of this story is An Angel Named Dave. 
Now, if you've heard my previous tales of adventure from Little Compton, then you know the one and only place to be in that sleepy little village was the local pub, the Red Lion. I told of how difficult it was to get the locals to acknowledge me and my housemate's existence, but once accepted, we became one of the community. One semi-regular who only seemed to appear on Saturday and Sunday evenings was a man named Dave. Now, Dave stood about five foot nine, was barrel-chested, and heavily tattooed. He sported longish, scraggly reddish hair with a matching beard. I noticed, though, he made his weekly appearance at the Red Lion, the locals would kind of ignore Dave. Even the friendly host of the pub didn't talk to him. After figuring out I was a Yank, Dave started striking up a conversation with me. Though he was imposing, I never felt threatened by Dave. Over time, I found out that Dave didn't live around Little Compton. I don't recall where he told me he actually lived, but his sickly mom resided in Birmingham, and he visited her every weekend. The Red Line was a convenient midway point from where he lived en route to Birmingham, so it was convenient for him to take a bathroom break and grab a few pints before continuing his journey. Dave was interested in visiting the United States, especially California. He seemed a bit disappointed that I was from New York, but asked about it anyway. Dave said he was an avid motorcycle rider and would love to live in a place where the weather would allow him to ride year-round. I had just gotten myself a used Honda 250XL or something, as I was just learning to ride and told him I had my eye on a Honda 400 Twin. Dave said those were good starter bikes, but have I ever thought about a Harley-Davidson? I told him, sure. I thought about him, but didn't think I could afford or handle such a large bike. Dave kind of dropped the subject after that, and we really didn't talk about motorcycles much going forward. One Saturday evening in the summer, I rode my Honda to the Red Lion. Upon arriving in front of the pub, I noticed about six motorcycles parked there, with their riders getting ready to leave. So I pulled into a spot and took off my helmet, which got the attention of a couple of the riders. I guess what caught their attention was my military haircut, which was very, very out of style back in those days, and immediately labeled you as a G.I. One of them asked me if I was a Yank, and I said yes. Then he asked me what I was doing in Little Compton. I replied, well, I live here. Now the entire gang of them were surrounding me and started to ask me if I was going to shoot them, because that's all we do in the States, and then he asked how many babies I had killed in Vietnam. They even started making fun of my motorcycle. Well, things were going south real quick, and I thought I was about to get a beatdown when we were interrupted by the sound of a loud vehicle approaching. Well, that vehicle turned out to be a very large motorcycle being ridden by an enormous man wearing a leather cutoff vest bearing the insignia of the Hells Angels Motorcycle Club. Well, the, the enormous man turned out to be Dave, and all attention shifted to him as he parked his bike. Upon shutting it off, he got off the beast and strolled over to me and said, All right, Jim, are these mates of yours? In shock at the realization that Nice Guy Dave was a member of a notorious biker club, I don't think I even responded to him. The guys giving me a hard time took this pause as their cue to get on their motorcycles and quickly leave. As Dave and I watched them depart, I regained my composure and said, Gee, Dave, I didn't know you were a hell's angel. He replied, I try not to bring it up around here because it makes the locals nervous. Dave then walked back to his bike, took off his vest, neatly folded it, and then stowed it in a bag mounted on the rear of his motorcycle and locked it behind him. He walked back towards me saying, 
You guys have your arseholes. We have ours. So why don't you buy me a pint? I agreed, and we both entered the Red Lion, where I dutifully bought Dave a pint of beer. Now I had other adventures with Dave, and perhaps I'll tell you about them in the future. Well, the music is playing, signaling the end of yet another episode of the OFNT Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you. If you like what you heard, you can make a donation using the link in the show notes. All donations will be greatly appreciated. You can always reach me at OFNTPodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. I'd enjoy hearing from you. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Hey, if any of you happen to have a rain stick, I'd appreciate if you'd use it before I tell you to get off my lawn. Stay skeptical. I'm out. See ya. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.